Morgan went. Like, Hold his head. Got laundry done or whatever. We have come here for a solemn occasion. The awards of the race to Alaska. It's been such an honor for me and my company, Uncruise Adventures. Little public announcement to uh, sponsor the race for the last three years in one form or another. And you know what's at the heart and soul of us is the fact that. I don't really believe it's a race as much as an adventure to Alaska. And, uh, you know, when we sit there and we, and we sit there, we, we are all competing for sure. And all of us want to win. And, all, and I'm thinking about Heart of Gold right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Up here. And I'm thinking about Team Kelk, who has Flat Dan on board. And, 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 and just all the tremendous effort that goes into it. And I think this is more than a race. This is an adventure. And, you know, I, I think of, of the birds. I think of the kitties. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think of the bros. And, and, I, and I think about, I was telling my, my lady, Megan, I was telling her, I was going, you know, honey, this, it's a race for sure. But there's a community here that's like no other event I've been involved in. And, and I think that for us as a company, and I'm looking at my crew now, hey, gang. This is what we're about, and it's about adventuring, it's about living life to the fullest and experiencing things. Yeah, so that was Commodore Dan talking at the awards. That's right, the Commodore for the Race for Alaska Yacht Club, very prestigious yacht club. It's true, we're all Vice Commodores. All Vice Commodores have a a virtual reciprocal moorage throughout the world. (laughs) It's good stuff. Yeah, but that, you know, he was talking about that the race is also an adventure, right? And it makes me think a lot. You know, just being at the award ceremony makes me think a lot about like is the what, what's finished being mean? What is what is? Well, I think that a big part of the adventure comes from being a race. I think the race pushes you to have an adventure. You can have a lot of kinds of cruises up this coast, and they're all somewhat adventurous. You're certainly going to have a, a more epic time if you're trying to <laughs> trying to go fast without an engine within a time limit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It creates it creates that environment from which people can set their own goals. Yes, you know, and that you know how we've talked about before about how it can um, be a race that has small victories or, or different victories for each team. Yeah, big time and different. Yeah, little things mean something very differently to each team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. All right. I, I, okay, so I want to broaden it out to, like, the rest of the race. Because one of the things I'm thinking about now that we've had three teams come in is, like, that whole idea of, like, winning and what really winning is. Right. Because I think we have a fair idea what – well, maybe not. But I was going to say a fair idea for, for the birds, for pure and wild, for your bird, what winning is. Or it's, at least it's easy to point to something right now, right? Mm-hmm. First place. That yeah. was a, that was winning for them, but they've even said that it's that the win is something nice, but that's not what the race is about for them. Yeah, no, they're they're acutely aware that like the, the the camaraderie among the boats and that you know they were. 
I don't know if they were talking about it or you and I were talking about, but the, you know, not too long after tying up. <clears throat> well, you know, this was actually last uh, uh, team Bad Kitty was talking about this. Yeah. That like they come in third, they're going really fast, and like within a few minutes uh, of getting off the dock, they're just looking at the tracker because they're really curious about all these other teams. Right. And these, right. you know, these are like kind of really fast racers that are not. I don't know. They're used to like winning and razzing each other for winning. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. And the fact that they're instantly interested in where's everybody else is a very different character of the race. They're they're highly they're very well trained, very good sailors that sailed to their potential, and winning was what they almost ex- they didn't expect it, but they it was mm. a high possibility and attainable, unattainable, and so. There was just something about it where, like, the story that, you know, the stories that lit them up, really. Like, they felt great about winning, but, like, um, who's the, the brother that we didn't meet last time? Trevor. Trevor started talking about this one, like, coming up to Seymour and, like, having dolphins swimming with them. Mm-hmm. And, like, all this kind of just, like, transcendent moments of the race. Like, that was what opened his, you know, kind of opened his mind up. And it was just... Yeah, and that... That even the birds have a complicated what is winning answer, you know? Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah, what is winning for them. And so I started thinking about the, the other teams, yeah. you know, all the other teams, what's winning for them. And I got a couple texts today that, that I, you know, they kind of, they hint at it really for me. And, you know, one of them was uh, for from Team Cup. Yeah. And they texted me today and it said, uh, we're making slow progress to Telegraph Cove tonight. About 20 miles out and rowing now. And I'll, I'll say, at this point, they're doing two knots. We're talking 10 hours of rowing oh. if there's no current. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Hoping for the predicted southerlies to fill soon. Had an absolutely spectacular day that started with some good downwind runs and ended with 50-ish Pacific white-sided dolphins playing along our boat. Team Kelp is very content right now. I know, I'm like, where's my award? I feel like I'm getting an award for all that compliment. <laughs> Something you said, Dan, that I really like, right? That idea of the race, the not the race, what is race to Alaska? And man, it just remind me of something that happened, I think it was two days ago, when the storm was blowing up through Johnstone Strait. I was sitting on the boat, right, that I took up uh, to help kind of coordinate everything, and there was this little knock on the door, and I look over, and it was Team Kelp, the two ladies, Kristen and Elena. With Flat Dan! With Flat Dan. And they're like, can we come in? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And they're like, it's cold and rainy in our boat. And I'm like, yeah, have a seat. And I'm going back to work, and I'm calling, I'm doing stuff, and I look over, and they busted open coloring books. And and I had this moment where I'm like, aren't you in a damn race? What is happening? And I walked up and I was like, are those coloring books? And they're like, yeah, we were, when we got our charts, we found them. They're the inside passage. Aren't they great? And I was like, Jesus, this race is everything. <laughs> it's, in, it's incredible, right? Winning. Winning. And I, and I think about uh, Grace B. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know Ernie pr- pretty well. And 
he for his idea of retirement was to do this race and he's now taken a boat that he loves dearly that he built further than he's ever taken it before right in a race that for two years he's dreamed about doing right at 70 years old at 70 years old that's winning yeah definitely no it's really interesting to hear i i, I was really fascinated by hearing the, the leaders almost blow over winning like as they talked about it that just wasn't that wasn't the topic. And I had this I had this talk with um, Fueled on Stoke and Fueled on Stoke Do. I don't, how do you pronounce that? Fueled on Stoke Do? 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 I mean, if it's French, it's part de. De. Yeah. I'm American. Do. Yeah, well, do. Do. A lot of this race is in Canada, Daniel, so you might want to brush <laughs> Yeah, it's good. And they, you know, they're struggling. Really? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're struggling with uh, the... Low mileage, uh, you know, un- their unexpected slowness, and mm-hmm. now that now they have some physical ailments that are going on. There's some bad shoulders in Luke. There's um, some bad ankles in Erdo. Yeah, and and but what was amazing is when I talked to them, they kept saying that everything is great, everything is great, and I started thinking about them and Carl Kruger, right? Because you know they're all doing stand up paddleboards, and Carl is. You know he's amazing, everyone. I just, you know, I, I don't even know how to phrase it. He's he's doing something that I didn't really think possible. You know, maybe make it on a stand-up paddleboard possible. Making it in the speed that he's doing it, it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's mind blowing. He's beating trimarans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. pretty good ones. <laughs> I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And so I think, but I think about fuel on stoke one and two, and uh, and I and I remember that. Even Heart of Gold, it took two years to get here. Right. But last year, he only made it to Nanaimo. And it may be for different reasons that he had to step out of it, if Fueled on Stoke does. And, you know, they are thinking about that they won't make it. Um, if, but, but we know that the race kind of, ex, kind of needles you in the one weakest spot that you have. And so it may be different, but even this kind of this supernatural being that we're watching race up, to catch can um took two years to do it yeah and so i really feel out of out of luke and erdo that they're winning as well that they they've gotten further than um they ever have before on boards and they're still doing something they believe in i mean it's harder when you wrestle when you balance it with what defeat might look like too that's interesting yeah i mean i i think I don't know. This, this race really does seem to have a way of bringing out. It, it's very internal and very much like pushing people in their own like truest self or something. Yeah. Like you, you, the, the both Freebird and Broderna in our interviews in the last couple of days were saying in, individually said it's about like what is this? What is the race to Alaska? It's something that, that pushes you to your limit. It's it's a it's a field in which you can test yourself and test your abilities on a bunch of levels, not just catching lifts and headers, but you know, like physical endurance and mental clarity and teamwork and all these other things. Like, yeah, they, they I mean, they both saw it very personally, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it. So to defeat by those that rubric is. In a lot of ways, not doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I feel like the the people that that push them like 
um, Team Har- Harbinger, you know, they ripped three feet off their deck. <laughs> And still, we're going to think about... And in, in Vancouver, mind you, this is still 700 miles to go. And they're thinking with two-by-sixes, they could repair that thing and still sail, and still finish the race. Right. Like, to go out with that is not a defeat. Yeah. Oh, great point. Great point. But if they had, you know, gotten a little cold and then went to Vancouver, <laughs> then maybe not. You know? Right. How's the boat? Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> right, it's fine. You know. We're just chilly. <laughs> I don't think this is for us. Right. That I mean, but that everybody's different, of course. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe part of that victory for each and everyone, though it could be, you know, they're, you know different based on the personalities, but it's about that fact that you, they're finding boundaries within themselves that they're willing to step through to some extent and then see what those consequences are. See what the successes of those are. And that the winning is that finding that new person in them that meets those challenges. Yeah, definitely. What would you tell somebody who was considering doing this race? What advice would you give? Do it. There's nothing else like it. And it's impressive to me that so many people that are coming in boats that realistically have no chance of doing well. They know they're in for a four-week slog in some 15-foot little converted, you know, fishing dinghy or something. And the fact that they all still show up for the challenge and to learn more about themselves sort of highlights what the race is about. You know, I've done it three times. I've finished twice, won once, and each time has been special for its own reasons. And the... Yeah, the things that you can learn about yourself pushing yourself like this, it doesn't matter so much how you're going to finish. And a lot of people get that. You look around at the entries, and they're all here for the same thing. It's not winning. It's very cool to be a part of that. Well, I mean, I think in the days to come, we're going to, I think, create greater definitions around what, what that kind of feel is, what finish feels like, what victory feels like, as we see more teams coming in, and they'll be coming in fast here in a couple of days. Yeah, and and they're racing, and they're all racing. It's very interesting. Uh, this is this is a race, even pe- even though it's technically been won already, like, technically. Technically. Uh, everyone out there is still racing, and, like, we've heard from many people that the, you know, by making it a race, it just, like, changes what you do. It changes... Your attitude towards it, it puts this, I don't know, it puts this fire under you that, that does make you push, even even if you're not going to, you know, win uh, right. on, on paper, on the finishing order. It's almost, the, I, I feel like in a lot of ways the land lends itself to that, that it's like you can't, you can't be lazy, uh, you can't be uh, unwilling to, to, to step up in, the, in this land that we're racing in. Like if you're lazy, it, it just all ends very badly. Yeah. There's an element of surrender that is important to working with this landscape. And That's I think good. That's good. <laughs> this landscape is not the kind of thing that kills you quick necessarily. It really slowly wears you down. It's it has a lot of factors that can beat you up and if you fight against it uh, vehemently it, it it's worse, you know. It's like Twixand in that way. And that's where that idea of surrender comes in, surrender yeah. into the landscape. You need to learn to work with it because it also provides 
provides so much. There's food and shelter and all kinds of things if you look in the right places here. But if you don't, like, if there's a gale, there's also a cove mm-hmm. on most right. of this coastline. But if you if you thumb your nose at the gale, then you've missed your cove, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, right, By right. leaving the, the shelter. Well, it's interesting because that's almost like like elemental to the fundamentals of sailing. That yeah. like you know what you, you know what you do in sailing is you have to find that rhythm that is presented to you on the water with the tools you have. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, sailing is a dance with the elements, not a, a mastery of them. There's, right. there's never any. You know, you, you can't make the wind do something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very That's true. Good. It is very true. Okay. I think we should wrap it up for the night. All right. Zach, thanks so much. Thanks, Daniel. You can follow it all at r2ak.com. This is Daniel Evans, race boss for Race to Alaska. 